2: Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver alongside my co-host. He is a treat. He is the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor Ken Keltner. Pastor, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing great, Mike. Good to be with you. It's, it's good to see you today. Yeah, good to see you. And Yeah, everything's going well for you? Everything's going well, yeah. I'm looking forward to the broadcast today. It's going to be great. You know, before we introduce
2: our, our guests, I got to tell you, on the high school football coaches show that I do every uh, week during the high school football season, and then every other week during the summer, we do the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. I, I have college coaches on every week, mm-hmm. and we do what's called a coach's corner, and what I ask for that show is that a majority, at least half of their roster are Wisconsin kids. Because mm-hmm. I, I want our kids at this, the, the, you know, the state of Wisconsin to play at the next level. So, getting ready for today's show, our, our, our special guest, is the head football coach at Eastern Michigan University, I looked at the roster. They have one Wisconsin kid. Guess, guess what position he plays? He's from Menominee Falls, by the way, in your neck of the woods. Kicker. No, try again. <laughs> Even more obscure. Uh. He's a long snapper. (laughs) I laughed. I said, okay, we got a tie-in, man. We got the long snapper from the Indians from Menominee Falls, and we could talk to our special guest, Coach Chris Creighton, about how the long snapping is going for Eastern Michigan. Coach, how are you today?
4: (laughs) I'm good, thanks. You can't forget uh, Rob Pavletic is an offensive line uh, for us, too, as well, from Nita, so Oh, um, I, we got two.
2: I missed him. Two. I missed yeah. him. I missed, but I did. <laughs> hey, I I got the Menominee Falls boy. It is. Uh, I past You live in the yeah, falls, don't yeah, you? Sure right yeah, there. Yeah,
3: yeah, and you know what? My, I mean, that's a critical position. I mean, if you, cri- <laughs> if you have a long snapper it that doesn't, that snaps it over the punter's head, you're in trouble.
2: Thank goodness they got a Wisconsin boy to, <laughs> yeah, to, to that's that's right. snap it. That's that's, right. that's yeah. why they haven't had any snaps over the head. Hey, Coach, We really appreciate a couple minutes of your time today and and uh, all the research I was doing on you, this is gonna be a great show. I know that uh, that Tom Allen, the head football coach Indiana, had highly recommended us to get a hold of you, he said you guys are really good friends and thought that you'd be a great guest on on this show. And we had uh, we had Tom on, he went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College here in Wisconsin. And uh, both of my kids went to school there, so we had that that Wisconsin tie-in with him. And he was a great guest. He's going to do good work at Indiana.
4: No question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, the the way he got there, and and then the way that it came about for him uh, to be head coach. I mean, there, there's uh, you know uh, you, you know the. The situation for others involved. I mean, you never want to celebrate that, um, but just thinking about you know Tom being the head coach at Indiana puts a smile on my face for sure. And he's going to do. He always has. He's very faithful. Um, lives lives by conviction. Um, and is unashamed and and uh, is, a, is an awesome football coach.
3: Yeah, and uh, he has a big task. We were talking about it. He starts off with Ohio State. I think at yeah. opening uh, that's the first uh, game for the
2: uh, uh, football. For the, for, yeah, the, the you know, I, I said, who set that schedule? He said, that happened before I got here. <laughs> Man, I'm not sure I would start with Ohio <laughs> State, but you know what? We're going to have to play him, so bring him on.
4: <laughs> he did. Yeah, he he, he wouldn't. You know, I bet you privately he wouldn't have it any other way. Um, yeah. So he'll have them ready.
3: Well, we'll be wa- we'll be watching that one. We'll be rooting for Tom on that. No doubt. Hey, Coach,
2: let's go through your background if we can. Again, our special guest uh, for today's show is uh, the head coach at Eastern Michigan University. It's Chris Creighton. Hey, uh, so let's talk a little bit about your background, and where you grew up, and and uh, where you went to college, stuff like that.
4: Yeah, sure. No, I um, was actually born and my first twelve years were in California. I was born in San Francisco, and then from like four to twelve, my folks uh, lived and had us in Addison, San Jose. Um, my father uh, was an Episcopal priest um, during that time, and uh, then moved us up to Seattle when I was twelve, and that's where you know I spent my junior high and, and high school years. And I've been in the Midwest my entire adult life. Um, but you know, if I had to call somewhere other than Eastern Michigan home, it would probably be Seattle. Um, and then moved, uh, when I graduated from Roosevelt high school in Seattle, um, went to Kenyon college, which is a small private liberal arts school, um, in central Ohio. And, uh, so again, I've been in the Midwest ever since.
2: Did they have a football program there?
4: Uh, Kenyon is not near Uganda. I bought the T-shirt. I was going um, to say. And, uh, yeah, we do have a football program. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, got got to play and, and get my education there. It was awesome. Uh,
3: what, what position did you play, Chris?
4: I played quarterback, and, and I punted.
3: There you go. That's a good combination because you
2: can fake that punt with a good quarterback, can't you? That's
4: right. (laughs) With a good quarterback, not (laughs) with a mediocre quarterback. Yeah,
3: and you need a good long snapper, too, if you're punting. That's right. Man, I knew that was going to come back. I mean, I want to hammer that. I mean, I'm proud of that boy. I'm glad he's doing – And what year is this young man at your school right now?
4: He's just finishing up um, his uh, second year, and so Mm -hmm. he'll be in his third year this next year. Okay.
2: Well, where he comes from – just so you know, Chris is about ten minutes from the church that uh, that I go to. That that Pastor Ken is the head pastor at, and uh, Menominee Falls. I, my son went to, to to high school at a small Baptist school in, in Menominee Falls, and he. Uh, I would assume that that's a hardworking kid that comes from a great family.
4: Uh, yes, and yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's awesome. Let's uh, Chris. Let's talk a little bit about your your coaching uh, history. Did you know when you were playing football in high school, college that that coaching was something that you wanted to do?
4: Yeah, I did not. Uh, it's a, a really good question. You can you can shut me off um, at, at any point. But my uh, spring of my senior year at Kenyon, um, I was headed um, to. Teach for America. It was the second year of the program, so I was going to graduate and then go to USC, is where they did it. Uh, where about for two months, where you know non-education majors who wanted to teach in the really the worst school districts in the country, whether rural or urban, would go for you know a two-month you know here you go lesson. And then I was scheduled to teach um, first grade Spanish in Compton, LA. And was fired up about it, um, and that's so that was the plan until uh, spring break. In spring break, my, my senior year, I was with a uh, one of my great friends um, in Cleveland, Ohio. It's where he was from, and uh, we were stayed up one night, probably from midnight till three a.m. And during that time, it was uh, just kind of breaking down my strengths and weaknesses and passions and whatnot. And I kid you not, um, had no intention of coaching. But at 3 a.m., I said I want to be a college football coach. And um, when break was over, I went back to my my college coach and said, "What do I do? I want to want to be a college coach." And um, kind of went from there.
2: Yeah, that's that's awesome. I look, I always really envy and and have a lot of respect for guys. That, that follow their dream and, and, and say, look, this is where my strengths are, and, and I think that this is, is the area that I need to pursue. W- were there doors opened for you um, to, to, to be able to coach relatively quickly?
4: Well, that's yeah, another good question. So um, I, I still call it the wall of rejection. The first thing I did was I wrote uh, 72 Division I programs about being a graduate assistant and, um, I ended up, uh, taping, you know, all of the, the responses that I, mean, I had some of the coolest letterhead of all time, you know, and I'm hearing <laughs> back from these programs basically saying, don't ever write us again. We want nothing to do with you. And I take them up on, on this wall. And I mean, everybody would come by to see it, you know, because, I'm, um, you know, some pretty neat programs. Um, but then, um, Concordia university and river forest outside of Chicago, you bet. uh, Said yes, um, and uh, and and really, right after Jim Trussell at Youngstown, um, you know, ended up saying, "Hey, it's not going to happen at this point." But he was uh, um, very helpful in the process, um, and we began a relationship because of that. Um, that uh, has helped me to this day. Um, but yeah, so I started coaching at a Division three school, <clears throat> um, Concordia University in River Forest, Illinois.
2: You know that uh, they're in that conference that uh, uh, that Tom Allen uh, actually played in. At least when my son went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College, uh, Concordia of Illinois was uh, was in that conference, and uh, that that's awesome. Coach, when once you started there, the progression then for you uh, after being a grad assistant uh, is that when some doors opened up?
4: Well, I mean, shoot, it's a door just to to get my foot in the door and I will tell you that I think that it was either my first or second year coaching we played there at the Baptist and I believe Tom Allen was a senior inside linebacker we've never um uh, like officially confirm that but we both think that that's the case which is uh which is just so crazy you know Um,
2: i I think on that show last week he said he he hit you into the the following week i I think (laughs) i think that's what he i think he said he blitzed once he hit you they took you out of the game you said you don't want to play football anymore i think that's what coach allen said
4: (laughs) anybody who he hit uh he'd hit hard i promise you that so um he's in great shape to this day um But, yeah, so I I got my master's there in those two seasons and then, um, you know, kind of picked things back up with with Coach Trussell. You know, had, again, um, a situation where where potentially it could be hooking on with him. I I wanted to be a college coach. I'd done it for two years and knew it was what I was, you know, made to do. Um, And I got contacted by um, a Swedish football team, um, and about coming over and being their head coach and, and playing quarterback. And at first I wasn't interested. I was, you know, pursuing something in the States. And, you know, after a month or so when, you know, just things were definitely far from a guarantee about getting a job, uh, long story short, I said yes. Um, and so after I got my master's, I went out and um, coached and played in Sweden for, um, a season and then, but you know, four months. And while I was over there, I got my first, you know, full-time coaching job um, back here in the state. So when that season ended, which was late in the summer, kind of perfect timing, I was able to, uh, flew back into Chicago and then drove to Manchester College in North Manchester, Indiana, and was the offensive coordinator for the Division three program um, there. And uh, so got off to my, kind of my, real start, um, you know, as a, as a full-time coach um, at Manchester after my time in Sweden.
3: Hey, Chris, uh, what was football like in Sweden?
4: Yeah, it uh, you know, there was guys on that team who'd been playing for eight, nine, and ten years, wow. and it was, it, it's interesting, this was in 1993, and so um, some unbelievable athletes, I mean, the one of the Swedish, you know, Olympian shot putters you know was our offensive linemen and whatnot so great athletes but obviously just you know hadn't grown up with the kind of coaching that folks get you know in the states and so um, some really good people and some really talented players Um, and it was the highest level of football in Sweden they call it the super series Um, and so it was it was a fantastic experience I tell hmm. people to this day, it, you know, it, it was not NFL Europe. Um, <laughs> you know, it was not the next step to, to play professionally or anything like that. But, you know, they get you a car, an apartment and a stipend and, um, you know, you get to do what you love in another country. And so it was just a, a fantastic experience.
3: And you just played other teams over in Sweden? That's how we it did, worked? Yep. Yeah, okay.
4: We, right. we, we sure did. They've got several different leagues and again this is and you know depending mm-hmm. on how well you do the previous year yeah you, mm-hmm. you're either in the highest or the middle mm-hmm. or the lowest league and um you know it was uh it was good yeah, yeah. I mean we yeah. got to had, had a neat season and um mm-hmm. friendships for life
3: yeah that's interesting i've never heard of I, I, you just don't hear much about football in sweden so
2: they have great no. long, they have great long snappers there That I that I can assure you, I'm just kidding, boys. Let's get to a break. Our special guest, he is Chris Creighton, head football coach at Eastern Michigan University. We're going to talk to him a little bit more about his faith, his journey, the platform that uh, the Lord has given him at Eastern Michigan, and we'll do that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, Chris Creighton. He's the head football coach at Eastern Michigan University. During the break, we were talking about where Eastern Michigan is. Um, could you pronounce that, the, that town for me?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Ypsilanti.
2: Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti, yep. Michigan, and fairly close to uh, to Ann Arbor.
4: Yeah, really just five or six miles uh, from Ann Arbor. So it just butts up right up against it.
2: Wow. Well, look, I'll I'll root for Eastern Michigan, but I'm not rooting for Michigan.
3: (laughs) I'm just telling you. I love it. Yeah, any trips to the big house for you guys?
4: Uh, Not in my three years. Um, Eastern's played played Michigan in the past. Um, They're not on the schedule in the near future either, though, no. We played Michigan State uh, my first year.
2: Boy, those are uh, you're competing with uh, some big time programs, obviously, uh, for for athletes and football players from uh, from the state of Michigan. That that's got to be a difficult uh, a difficult putt.
4: Oh, no question. You know those those two teams. You know are obviously in in the upper upper echelon. You know of all Division One football and. Um, you know, there's three max schools in Michigan, with Eastern and then Central and Western. Um, and, and honestly, we're recruiting and dealing with those schools, um, you know, and competing against them a, a lot more than we are with Michigan and Michigan State.
3: Hey, Chris, I lived uh, up near uh, the UP, um, and do you get many do you get many football players from from the UP? I was near Mountain, know, Michigan. Haven't,
4: uh, we haven't in my three years. I know that there have been guys on the team, you know, mm-hmm. it, throughout its history and whatnot. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we haven't in the three years that I've been here. Okay.
2: You know, last uh, football question, and then we're going to get into uh, a little bit uh, about your testimony and, and this platform that, that the Lord has given you. But you were at Drake University for, for I think, six seasons, six years. Boy, that, that – College does a great job recruiting some Wisconsin guys. Was that something you guys did quite a bit when you were there?
4: Absolutely, no, no question. We we spent uh, uh, a lot of time in, in Wisconsin and had some great people and great players, um, you know, on our teams. And uh, Coach Fox, the current head coach there, is is um, it, you know continues to recruit Wisconsin. It, it's just a great fit.
2: Yeah, we have the uh, Wisconsin Football uh, Coaches Association Clinic coming up. Uh, this month in March, it's the largest high school coaches clinic, I think, in the country. And wow. uh, they, they, they Chris, they asked me to speak up there. Um, I, I would follow the head football coach, Paul Christ at Wisconsin, speak for 10 minutes on this radio show that I do. And then Jerry Kramer would follow me. Which one of those three does not belong? I said, man, I'm not doing that. I'm not following coach. You you know if these guys have to go, you know, if they have to use the bathroom, that 10 minutes and I'm there, things gonna there's nobody going to be there. Hey, the reason for faith in the zone, Coach, is we love to talk to guys about their faith and their journey and how it started. And, and if we could get your testimony, uh, that would be outstanding.
4: Sure. Yeah. I mentioned um, that my father um, uh, was an Episcopal priest. And so I grew up uh, in the Episcopal church. Um, and, you know, just looking back on my childhood and whatnot, especially the, the parish there in San Jose, California, it was just an awesome community of uh, folks who, who loved each other um, and took care of each other. And, you know, just as, again, as a, as a young boy and, the relationships that my folks have with people to this day, um, you know, even though we haven't lived in California since 1980, um, it, it is awesome. And uh, so I think that I, when I think about my my faith and and the journey, you know, I just think even at a, a young age, um, you know, I was drawn uh, to people loving each other. Um, and my father, who who then went on to become an Episcopal bishop in the church, and Um, we, you know, I, I don't, uh, attend an Episcopal church now. And and so we, in terms of our, some of our theology, um, have gone, you know, different paths. I still to this day say that my father lives in, you know, what so many of us talk about, um, in terms of the surrendering to to God and, and loving other people, um, but uh, it was at a Christian camp in Bellingham, Washington, um, going into my eighth grade year um, where you know I invited Christ into my heart and, and just knew that um, that's who I was and who, who I wanted to be and, and needed to be. Um, and uh, so even though I grew up in the church, um, you know that's when I made you know my profession of faith and uh, you know, my folks will tell you that, you know, things changed for me. I wasn't, you know, a kid that was into trouble or anything like that, but uh, um, I mean, it definitely took hold at, at 16. I um, spent an entire summer with Team Missions International through Merritt Island, Florida, um, but lived in Haiti, um, you know, with a group of 30 of us uh, on a mission and just uh, radically impacted my life. Um, and uh, that was going into my junior year. and um you know just really uh wanted to to live uh you know the life that uh that god calls us to live and went away to college like i said and and um had a christian roommate at a secular school and able to start um some bible studies and join fellowship of christian athletes there and um really uh you know grew a, a really neat group of uh uh friends and and uh fellow believers um And then, you know, graduating from college, being out on my own and and coaching, you know, that's really probably for me when, um, uh, some of the ministry, uh, you know, through, through coaching, um, started happening. And, um, I, uh, when I graduated from Kenyon, I I went down to Kanaka, Kanakomo, the Christian sports camps there outside of Branson, Missouri, and I'll never forget this and it's never going to change, but, uh you know, I'm at a Christian sports camp, um, and uh, was coaching football. Now, I mean, it was football and water skiing and blobbing and, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, yeah. sailing, you know, it wasn't yeah. a football camp, but I was running the football part of it or helping with it. And I remember one, uh, one morning, cause I was just about a month away from headed to Concordia at the end of the summer to start my college coaching career. And had never coached. Um, and so I had one of those moments where everybody kind of left the field and ran down to the lake, and I'm putting pads away by myself, and to some degree, you know, freaking out about, you know, what am I doing? In three weeks, I'm going to be coaching college football, and place I've never been with people I don't know, and um, blah blah blah. And um, you know, I, I'm telling you, God spoke to me. Just said, look, the, the what you've been doing this summer and the, the challenge at that camp was just to love the kids. You know, whether it was easy to love them or hard. You know, just, uh, just love them. And I saw the, the power and the impact of that. And never forget, just standing there right by the shed, by myself, and, and thinking, okay, these kids are, you know, 12, 12 to 14, and I'm going to be with 18 to 22-year-olds. Um, but but why and how should that be any different? You know, just to, to love the guys I coach. And, and that became my coaching philosophy, that love is ultimately more powerful Than hate, fear, negativity, and intimidation. And um, although you know, if I'm honest, I've got to remind myself at times what my philosophy is. um, It is what I believe, and it is uh, who I'm supposed to be. And um, so I've done it now for 25 or so years, Um, and uh, I've had an unbelievable career. um, And it's it's not because of the games that I've won or the places. That I've been in the world's eyes, but it's the you know I've been to places that people have largely not heard of, and you know that's just how God works. But I've been where I'm supposed to be, and have loved it. And the people that I've been able to work with, and the players that I've been able to coach, um, I'm not my career's not over. But I'm telling you, I've had a an unbelievable career um, because I believe that uh, I've been where I'm supposed to be, and. And um, I've been, you know, trying to do it the way that I believe that God wants me to do it.
3: Chris, that's, uh, that's a powerful testimony. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, and, and I liked listening, you know, to you as far as what God's been doing in your life, th- you know, to because, I mean, Jesus said, this is how men will know you're my disciples if you have love one for another. And uh, we've talked to several uh, football coaches, college football coaches, and I can't remember, Mike, who it was that said they— they they learned to coach from the inside out first. That that they wanted to be transparent. They wanted to give their heart, and they wanted the players to you know to give them their you know their heart, and, and then they can can start making headway on the on the field or on the court or whatever that was we were talking about with them. But when you're talking about loving uh, your players and how you know we, we read in First John chapter four that perfect love cast out fear. And uh, my father's in the in, in the presence of the Lord. He went home to be with the Lord on Thanksgiving this past year. And I remember as a kid growing up, if he told me, hey, mow the grass, and I didn't mow the grass, I, you know, when, when he came home, you know, he wore out my Western Hemisphere for not taking care of the grass or ground yep. me or whatever. And so the next day, I mean, I get up, man, I mow that grass, and I used to... Tell my boys even, you know, I mowed the grass because I feared the consequences. I said, but now there's a day, you know, when I'd go to Colorado Springs where he lived, I'd say, Dad, let me go out and mow your grass for you. And, you know, I'm doing that, you know, because I love him, not because I fear him at that point. And I've heard over and over from players, you know, they might play for someone because they have this fear element with that coach but the ones that they, they really emphasized uh, that they do their absolute dead-level best are for coaches that they really love. And uh, that sounds like that's, that's really what you've been developing in your program.
4: Yeah, and, you know, it is, um, especially football coaches, I mean, sometimes people are just, you know, like that, that word that doesn't make sense to them uh, in football. And, you know, much of the love is tough love. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, hey, you're 30 seconds late and you just, you know, uh, you know, wrap your arm around them and rub their head and say everything's OK. Um,
0: right.
3: Yeah.
4: It's, uh, you know, you, you really do have to define, you know, what that is. And, um, you know, to do it quickly is if they know that you have their best interest in mind and that you care about them way more um, than what they can do on the field so that there's that whole side and relationship to it. Um, and that you're going to hold them to a high standard and keep them accountable. And,
3: yeah.
0: and
4: um, you know, so it, it is tough love, um, uh, you know, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, when I'm doing it right, it is it is out of love.
3: Uh, I, grew, I grew up with that. I grew up in a pastor's home who was—he uh, came to the Lord when he was in the Air Force. And so uh, I grew up with a disciplinarian. And, you know, I look at it now and I say, hey— you know dad thanks thanks for your discipline and i th- i believe really chris that's what kids are and young men are looking for they're looking for someone that's going to demonstrate the love by y- you care about me you're not just going to let me do whatever i want to do you're going to there's going to be discipline with that and so you're absolutely absolutely right hey, cr- hey chris let me ask you this and, and then we got to get to
2: a break uh i've been coaching basketball for a long time it's my 35th year coaching basketball and and the change that I've seen in kids at the age that that I'm coaching, which is, you know, from four, maybe 14 to 18 in that range, has been incredible in the last 10 years. It's it's wearing me out, Chris. I got to be honest with you, and and I didn't realize that you know I needed to be half Dr. Phil, half uh, you know basketball coach. But there there are some there are kids at this age that. You know, it's really hard. You got to coach them up hard and you got to love them up hard. And I understand that. But I'm wondering in, in your profession, the last 10 years, have you seen a change in some of these kids that you're getting from the high schools?
4: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, people talk about that all the time. And, and, and I do think so. I, you know, the thing that makes it a little bit fuzzy for me is that um, they stay the same age and I get older. And so, you know, I, I never know how much of it is them changing and, and how much of it is, you know, me growing older. Um, I became a, a head college coach at 27 years old and wasn't married um, yet. And, you know, they didn't have kids and all that. And so I was, you know, almost the, the, the cool or brother, you know, for a few years. And then you get married and have kids and you know, still on the younger side of things. So you can relate and whatnot. But then I, when I moved to Drake, I moved as, as a married man with three kids. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm 38 years old at that point, And, you know, I, I was not the cool little brother anymore. You know, yeah. I had a coach that told me after three years, is like, look, yeah, you're, yeah, you're definitely not that, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, you're, you're starting to get into more of the father, you know, figure deal. And That's not what I was used to, nor really what I wanted. Um, And so I think it's a really good question. I think that there is a a different generation. There's no question. Um, And I think some of us got to realize that we're we're a part of that because, you know, I'm not 27 anymore. Right. Um, You know, I'm 48. And so, um, you know, any any of the disconnect, I think, goes two ways.
3: You have to uh, also balance, you know, your family. Um, you know, you said you have three children. I do. Yep. Yeah. And how old are they?
4: About 12, 10,
3: and nine. Oh boy, you're you're in a good good time. I'll tell you this, Chris. It goes by fast, so enjoy every minute yeah. of it. Wow. I have four boys, and they're all gone. Um, wow. But I, uh, you know, look look at that aspect of having to to balance it all. You know, the football. You know the the home. I I would take it. You're probably uh, somewhat active in your in your local church. Even you know you have you have all of that. That you're. In fact, what was interesting when we had Bobby Bowden on, he said, "Man, I just I just told the, the mothers that I was visiting with it, you know, and recruiting kids. That hey, I'm taking them to church. Do you uh, do you have opportunities with that with some of your guys, or is that kind of their decision, or how do you, how do you work that?
2: Uh, you know, I think we lost him. Pastor, let's get to a break. It's good time, and we'll reach back out to Chris on the other side of the break, and we'll get an answer. That uh, That's a really good question. And we'll get an answer from Chris Creighton, head football coach at Eastern Michigan. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057FM The Fan.
1: All this time, all this time, you covered me.
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057FM The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, he's a good one, Chris Creighton. Head football coach at Eastern Michigan University. Pastor, we, we had a little phone issue if you want to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that last question. It was a mediocre question, but <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let you bring it back up again.
3: <laughs> oh, he's too good to me, Chris. He's just too good. No, you were talking about uh, you have three three kids. I think it was 9 to 12 or something in yeah. there. Yep. And, uh, I mean, so you, so you have that balance. You have football. Then you have church. And, and I mentioned, um, you know, we were talking to Coach Bowden and he said that when he was recruiting that he really promised these mothers and grandmothers, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna get your boys in church. I mean, do you, you know, so it's a twofold question, really, you know, just share a little bit of how, how you do the balancing of all of the, of church and football and college life and, and then also with your kids and your wife at the house. And then. What are you able to do with the guys on the team as far as getting them to churches or, or wh- how do you work that?
4: Yeah. No, I, um, when I started my first head coaching job, um, uh, was, I think I told you, I was 27 years old and wasn't married. Make a long story really short, um, or shorter, I, um, I mean, I was, <laughs> you know, doing what I loved and really didn't have any other responsibilities. My faith was incredibly strong at that point And, you know, I was just going 90 miles an hour trying to get this team and program going and staff and, and uh, was loving every minute of it. But I paused at one point and said, you know, I'm loving this, but there's no way that I could do what I'm doing the way I'm doing it, married and with children. And, you know, and hoped that th- that was, you know, in God's will at some point. And so um, I had just read the book "Sold Out" by Bill McCartney, hmm. um, you know, the uh, former head coach. University. Yep. Yeah, we, of, we've uh, had it,
3: we've had him on. We've yeah, had him he, on. Was he was a great guest. Yeah, bet. he was really good.
4: Yeah, he's he's incredible. And and after reading that book, um, you know, and my my own deduction was that wow, he he wasn't able to do it. And you mentioned yep. like a Bobby Bowden, and I didn't just really didn't know of any. You know, college coaches, especially the big time college coaches that I didn't know any of them. So I didn't know if any of them were able to do four things, be a sold out man, of God, be a husband, a father and a college football coach. And so I wrote them and I said, I'm going to write you once every two weeks until you agree to meet with me. And um, his secretary called after one letter and said, he'll meet you. Don't write any more letters. And um, (laughs) I met him at a promise at a promise keepers event in Omaha, Nebraska. And had an unbelievable conversation with him, but uh, he didn't answer my question. And so I wrote him another letter. um, And, you know, the question is, is it, you know, can you be um, those four things? And um, I'm actually looking at his response letter, it's framed on my wall, um, and uh, just set off, you know, sort of a whole path for me um, in trying to figure out uh, whether whether I could do that. Um, Fast forward, I'm married. you know, it's, it's what, four or five years later, um, married and at a different school. And it just, again, feels, Oh, God basically told me that the very thing that you've been trying to figure out whether it's possible or not, you know, that is your life's mission statement, you know, Mm -hmm. to be a sold out man of God, to be a loving husband and father and an influential college football coach. And, um, it was just an awesome, you know, revelation for me. And that is, those are the four things in that order, you know, in terms of how I'm supposed to live my life. Um, and so the balance—I uh, don't golf, <laughs> I don't, you know, anything that kind of fits, you know, outside of those four things, I try to try to say no to. Um, um, and time-wise, I mean, I can't tell you that the that the order is not flipped upside down. Um, but when I am who I'm truly supposed to be, it's to be doing. You know those
3: four things, and, and doing them in, in, in that order. Um, yeah, Chris, that uh, tremendous uh, uh, mission that you have for your own your own personal life. I, I think if you went back and listened to the broadcast that we had with Coach McCartney and Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, but I believe Coach McCartney, uh, as he looks back, the the one thing he definitely regrets is not spending time with his family.
2: Yes. Yeah, and he made that perfectly clear oh, on that show chris several times yeah he said look i i failed mm-hmm. and he used those words he said i failed um my daughter and 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 you can you know hear the re- here's what what would happen in her life because i failed her as a father and i i think your mission statement is spot on mm-hmm. you know i boy i'll tell you i i'm going to use that because i just think it's you know, is sold out for God. Can you do that? Can you be a husband and a father and a coach? And I think it's really difficult. It's got to be much more difficult, you know, at the level that you're at, Chris. So I, I commend you, and I think you're right. What a great mission statement to
3: try to achieve on a daily basis. Hey, Chris, I got. I just want to follow up on Mike's comment there. Uh, the The sold out for God, and and I take it you're you know you're active in your local church.
4: You know that it's. Uh, you've said that a couple times now, and, and um, I am not as active. Um, we are. We're going to a larger church.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's twenty seven minutes away, and um, and so we're we're there for worship. Um, and you know, my my oldest is in youth group, and mm-hmm. which has been really good. Um, but we haven't done church um, in that sense, right or well probably our entire, our entire marriage. I mean, our ministry has always been with the staff and team
3: mm-hmm.
4: and the church has always helped and supported us in that. But so in terms of being involved with a men's Bible study with the church, well, you know, I've always been leading those with guys here.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Um,
4: and, and so we, and, and I remember when our kids were young, I said, honey, we can do this, but You know, at some point, our kids, um, you know, are going to be impacted by how we do church Mm because it's not normal. Um, And uh, so, it's something that we we wrestle with, um, uh, you know, to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm I'm glad you brought it up.
3: What What do you do? What do you do uh, as far as with the guys? Um, Do you? I mean, you obviously want them in church. Do you? You know, I mean, Coach Bowden would say he would take them even uh, at times. And then he'd take them, I think he said the first time, and then they had to make up uh, their mind what they were going to do. I mean, do you kind of do anything along that line?
4: Yeah. I mean, when I, when I think about, you know, through the years, I mean, I've done it all. Um, I would tell you that now the guys, um, the guys know who I am Mm -hmm. and, uh, we, we make it, um, absolutely available. I mean, we, we travel with, we do a chapel home and away throughout the season uh-huh. um you know we've got athletes in action we've had you know fellowship christian athletes and um small groups on the team and in the off season you know led by by coaches or or you know somebody in in ministry um but i've i've never made that mandatory okay um, mm-hmm. uh, never made it mandatory and i i don't know that um you know, with, with being at a state school and whatnot, I don't know that uh, that I that I could or should. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I'm very familiar with um, Coach Bowden and and uh, greatly admire um, you know how he lived his life as a coach and the impact he had.
2: Hey guys, we've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ask Coach uh, Creighton about a a, uh, a past guest on Faith in the Zone that uh, he's going to be really familiar with because this young man had something to do with uh, an overtime win against Eastern Michigan on November 16th of, of this last year. He was a left tackle for Northern Illinois. That's what oh, I'm yeah. going to tease. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, Coach Creighton if he, I know he remembers LeVon Myers, who was he came in studio with us, and, and uh, we'll talk about that on the other side. Our special guest, Chris Creighton, head football coach at Eastern Michigan University. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan.
0: Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: All this, time, all this time, you covered me.
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest, head football coach at Eastern Michigan University. He's Chris Creighton. Hey, Coach, a, a, a guest a, a guest that was with us probably a year ago, something like that, uh, was a young man that played at uh, Franklin High School, left tackle at Northern Illinois, Levon Myers. And uh, boy, what an awfully good high, uh, high school and college football player he is!
4: Yeah, uh, like I was saying, I mean, if, if you're starting tackle at Northern Illinois, you're you're a really good player. Um, we have deep respect um, for that for Coach Carey and the, and the program that they have at Northern. Um, and uh, we thought we had him this year.
2: Um, yeah, I see that, and, man. Uh, Overtime <laughs> loss, and I don't yeah. want to. Br- I don't want to bring up bad feelings. Thirty-one uh, twenty-four, but man, Eastern Michigan, you guys had a great year, coach.
4: It, it was fun, you know. It, it's all relative, and and you know we've been a program that's uh, been down for for a number of years, and and uh, definitely um, had some life breathed into us this season, and and we're excited about uh, where we're headed. But that was a that was a fun night and then a tough night. And um, yeah, but hats off to Northern Illinois.
3: Do you coach on? Uh, do you coach the offense, the defense, or you just do you have your coordinators and then you're kind of in the loop on all of it? How do you work that?
4: Yeah. So for so many years being at the smaller colleges, I was the quarterback coach and the offensive coordinator. But getting here, I hired a um, an offensive coordinator who coaches the quarterbacks and then obviously a defensive coordinator. And so I still spend most of my time on offense, but Um, really let the coordinators you know uh, do their thing on either side of the ball Mm -hmm. uh, I I often call myself the culture coach um, and uh, felt as though we needed to to really um, you know zero in on that as a program and as we tried to build it up and um, so yeah it took some getting used to not calling plays and and not having a specific position that I was coaching but really uh, thought and still do think it's the, the right thing mm-hmm.
3: to do well hey who do you open up with this year
4: uh we host charlotte um this year we played them last year at a conference usa and and then yeah. uh head up to rutgers in in game two wow. so those are wow. the two that we open up with yeah who,
3: who's your rival
4: well like i mentioned in the state we have both central and western and so you could say either one of those two would, uh, would qualify as a rival.
2: Okay. And no doubt, you know, Pastor, we've only got about two minutes left, and I'm just shocked that you – I gave you um, a whole bunch of research. One of this <laughs> is college coach says no to profanity. And I bet half of our shows, you ask these guys if they've known if they ever met Tom Landry because he never <laughs> swore when he was coaching. I give you
3: this thing and you don't bring this up? Man. Hey, ta- hey I'm, t- I'm telling you. Hey, Chris, my- my- <laughs> He's rattling me right now, Chris. Yeah, I-, I came walking in and this was the first thing and he's giving me a hard time about it. We were talking to Raymond Berry And I asked I asked Raymond because he was all about Coach Landry. Coach Land, I said, "Well, what did you think though about the fact he never used uh, profanity?" I mean, it just dropped off the table. It man. was. It,
2: it, and he said, yeah, I don't know. And, and since then, he's bringing up, He's brought up Coach Landry a number of times. I gave him a great opening with this, and now there's a minute to go in the show and he still didn't bring it up. I need a new co-host, Chris. You get done with football, you come up and co-host with me. All right? I, I
3: read it, Chris, and I like it. And I thought, after listening to your testimony, I'm not I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, that, that as a believer, well, you wouldn't use profanity.
2: You know, you talked early in the show about being a, a you're not always a good a good guy you know it's it's you have to do use tough love I went to a, a college practice here for a, a, a he is now at a coach at a Big Ten school—you can figure it out if if you're from around here. But he was the head coach at Marquette, and he's now at. And I'd never heard anything like that. And I'm a, I'm a I'm a street guy. I'm a guy's guy. I've been around sports forever, but that was unbelievable. I know he's changed his ways at this point, but when I read this, Chris, I I know as a coach, it's it's hard. It's a hard thing not to ever use profanity at or around these kids that we're coaching. So I commend you
3: for that.
4: Yeah, no, it's it's just something that, uh, you know, that's, that's how we do it. So. Um,
3: well, I like it. Uh, I like it. And, yeah. I, and I guarantee you, you got a lot of parents out there that like that, too. And you know what? And that's an opening for
2: you to get up to Wisconsin to recruit these boys up here, man. They they would <laughs> they would make you proud. They'd be good ambassadors for you and the people at Eastern Michigan University. Chris Creighton, head coach, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, good luck in in the upcoming season. It's uh, it's a ways away, but you know, as coaches, we don't look ahead, but we work ahead.
4: <laughs> that's right. No, it's been awesome being with you guys, and thanks for the opportunity to share.
0: Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Was it really amazing grace Now I know for certain Lord, it was you that rescued me Okay, picture this.